This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon and welcome to the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture with me, Juliet Jacobs, and I'm joined by Dashan Johan and Hezreel Ashraf. So it's an unfortunate truth that in some circumstances, women are still not taken as seriously as their male counterparts, even when they are the leading experts in their field. So we're going to zoom in on the use of professional titles for women and why they matter as we continue to strive for gender equality, especially in professional settings. That's right. And we want to know what you think. Does an individual's professional or honorary title such as Dr, Dato, etc. affect your perception of that. So you can take the poll on our Twitter page at BFM Radio. Your options are yes, it adds, adds credibility. No, not really. And also, it doesn't matter to me. So once again, you can take that poll on our Twitter page at BFM Radio. You can drop a comment under the poll. Alternatively, you can also WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. So we came across a recent article in the BBC which highlighted this disparity that existed in terms of how how we refer to women and men in, in professional settings. Uh, so it highlighted that uh, professional titles you know, do matter, especially among those who are less likely to be perceived as experts, right? And uh, thus this leads to a disparity uh, in whose knowledge and experience uh, is acknowledged. Yeah, so when we talk about titles, their meanings can differ slightly um, depending on the content. So from an academic perspective, you may get a title when you complete formal study or professional qualifications. And you know, that indicates a sustained work to acquire um, your expertise in a particular field. So a simple and well-known example, of course, would be that of a medical doctor. I mean, simply, you know, once you complete your medical degree and you've undergone the necessary training at designated hospitals, you would earn the title doctor, right? Mm. And another common example would be earning the title doctor as well. And this, of course, is when you've completed your PhD. Yes, and there are also other forms of titles which can differ slightly according to cultures and even countries, right? So the BBC article states how the title doctor is used more liberally for a person in any position of authority in Colombia. Mm. While in Nigeria, there are titles that mean a marshal or engineer that indicate respect and status, but not necessarily in terms of qualification and of course here in Malaysia we have titles like Dato, Dato Sri, Tan Sri and the likes which can also be accorded to an individual based on their expertise or contribution to society. Yeah but today we want to focus more on the academic side of things and take a look at the gender gap or rather the gender respect gap um, that may exist here. So now the use of titles are important to kind of demonstrate the expertise and knowledge of an individual and this is especially important for women who might appear youthful. <laughs> oh, interesting. Now, now the BBC article uh, I mentioned earlier uh, spoke to Ana Maria Porras from uh, Cornell University in the US, uh, uh, you know, who holds a doctorate at 33 years old. And uh, she described to them how she has, she's had students in the past who address her as Miss Porras rather than Dr. Porras. And in those cases, she had to point out how, you know, women uh, are less likely to be referred to as doctor uh, than men. And, and she also described how people are surprised that, uh, you know, she has a PhD at such a young age, but, you know, how she's never heard uh, people who say uh, similar things to her, uh, to her colleagues, right, who are white men. Hmm. Right. Hmm. And recently there was an uptick in women across social media who spoke up about how proud they were to have the title doctor, whether they are, uh, in fact, medical doctors or whether they earned it through their doctorate. So this was after a Wall Street Journal uh, op-ed by Joseph Epstein, uh, uh, 
criticized the first lady of the United States, Dr. Jill Biden, for choosing to use the title doctor despite not being a medical doctor. In case you didn't read up the op-ed, the author went on to belittle Biden's credentials and her field of study, uh, dismiss her dissertation and even described her use of her title as something that sounds and feels fraudulent. Really, I wonder if he had his doctorate, how he would have... uh, Never mind. Um, And the article received much criticism and backlash, uh, which led to many women in particular to proudly include doctor in their names, especially on social media. So uh, Biden herself seemingly responded to the article by tweeting, and I'm quoting here, together we will build a world where the accomplishments of our daughters will be celebrated rather than diminished. Um, Now, that was really quite an um, empowering thing to see, I would say, right? Because many women in academia do find themselves struggling to be addressed with the same sort of respect that is given to their male counterparts. Women were talking about how that title was something that they work towards, and it's a title that they will have for life. Yeah, and there is some evidence to show that women's professional titles are used less frequently than men's titles, uh, although it isn't necessarily easy to quantify this, right? To quote one study from 2017 that observed medical doctors at formal meetings, researchers found that women introduced speakers by their formal titles 96% of the time. However, men introducing female speakers only used their titles 49% of the time mm-hmm. compared to the 72% if it were male speakers, right? So this might seem trivial, but the study's author says that this could undermine female physicians when they, are, uh, when they already face barriers for career advancement. Right. But uh, anecdotally, however, many women have used social media to highlight uh, this disparity, you know, uh, in in using titles. You know, in fact, Dr. Amy Deal, who's a gender bias researcher, tweeted about this last year and described uh, the omission of professional titles as, quote unquote, untitling. And she tweeted that, uh, and I quote her, "It, it happens over and over to female professionals and diminishes their perceived credibility, especially when their male counterparts are referred to as doctor, so-and-so in the same circumstance. Deal also added that, quote-unquote, untitling and uncredentialing are forms of devaluation where women are taken less seriously or treated as less important than men. Yeah, I mean, this is very shocking to me, you know, mm-hmm. what Joseph Epstein wrote. And mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that this was even an issue. I mean, why would someone uh, not want to use the title that they earned, yeah. right? Uh, I don't know. Was this something that caught you guys by surprise as well? Yeah, it definitely. Because some oh, it's not just this one particular mm-hmm. incident, right? It's You see these sort of debates on social media, like every now and then, you know, why, you know, should the person have the the, the title doctor when she's not a medical doctor, <laughs> yeah. so on and so forth. It doesn't make sense to me because at the end of the day, we have already... You know, a sort of it's it's a fact that once you do get a doctorate, once you do a PhD, you do become a doctor. It doesn't mean you're a medical doctor, but it is part of you know your credentials. So I don't understand why some people are so hesitant to use it or mm. against using using these terms. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, across the station, I mean, all of us take titles very seriously, right? Mm-hmm. When we speak to guests, we always double check, yeah. uh, you know, their their title, um, you know, their designation, um, and, and some people, you know, insist on using multiple ones. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, I mean, right? It's yes. like uh, I mean, they they all matter, even if they're uh, you know, I guess relatively minor. I mean, every every uh, 
uh, you know, character, every, uh, you know, a dot counts when we <laughs> introduce their name or when yep. we put things in the script and in, in our scripts and acknowledge them. Yeah, I mean, rightly so. As uh, you know, as, as Dr. Jill Biden did, as all these other people who've got their PhDs did, they work towards their doctorate, yeah, right? Exactly. And thus they got the title. And I guess, you know, even for our guests, um, I guess when we when we speak to them, usually when we introduce them, we'll give all the titles, but then they're fine with us calling them mm-hmm, by name yeah. because it's a conversation mm-hmm. that we're having, right? So it's, it's um, I guess it's also... I suppose, which kind of leads to our the you know the poll that we're having. It just kind of exemplifies why we are speaking to this person for mm. this particular topic, right? They, they are obviously the expert in that. Um, what do you think? Um, have you have you observed you know among the guests that you've spoken to, maybe the female um, guests that you've spoken to, have you you know observed that many of them use their professional titles? Yeah, I would say so. Like, yeah. and that's perhaps because we do, you know, we do the due diligence. We know that it's important, so we ask them anyway. Mm. And like you said, um, while they are, while we are in mid conversation, and sometimes even if it's a new guest, then we ask them. We do, like, for example, I do, I will ask them. Uh, once we start conversing, is it okay if I don't, you know, mention your titles? If I don't, you know, they, so we drop the formality a bit. And I think usually they are happy to do it, right? Yeah, but, but yeah, and and because it does sound more natural that way. But like you just uh, mentioned, Juliet, like. If we do, when we mention the titles at the start to introduce someone, when the listener listens, they know that, okay, so this person is legit in these mm. areas, right? So mm-hmm. that's why the titles are being mentioned. Yeah, so so for me, I, you know, when, when I talk to, I think, guests in general, right? Uh, um, I think here in Malaysia, we, um, you know... I think a lot of us hold um, honorific titles in high regard, like Dato or mm. Dato Sri. Yeah. But I think for me personally, um, regardless of whether they're they're men or women, I I tend to um, you know hold them a high reverence when it comes to their reputation. So even if even if they don't have a, a doctor in front of their name, I think you know even uh, if if they've been part of a prestigious organization or or an institution, that's something like I would associate. Uh, you know, in terms of their, you know, reputation. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely something that, um, you know, should be mentioned. And it's mm. something that, you know, I can imagine anyone who's worked for their PhD, why would they not want to mention it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, gosh, Joseph Epstein. <laughs> anyway, um, we're going to go for a quick break. But after that, we'll be getting some insights from our guests who spent many years in academia uh, to discuss why the use of professional titles is important for women and its impact on gender equality. So that's coming up after this quick break. You're tuned to the Daily Digest on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to the Daily Digest. On the bigger picture, you're with Juliet Jacobs, Hezrul Ashraf, and Dashran Johan. So today we're discussing the use of professional titles and whether they are used less frequently with women compared to men. So before the break, we uh, took a look at this phenomena of what some researchers have described as untitling, as well as how many women, regardless of their background, uh, have been subject to it. Yes, and we want to know what you think. Does an individual's professional or honorary title, such as Dato or Doctor, affect your perception? of them. So we have a poll running on our Twitter page at BFM Radio and your op- and your options are yes it adds credibility not really, or it doesn't matter to me. So once again, you can take that poll on our Twitter page at BFM Radio. You can drop a comment under the poll, or you can also WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Yeah, and to get someone you know who's been in Malaysian academia to shed some light on uh, professional titles and women, we have on the line Dr. Jashpal Korbat, who was formerly attached to the Ministry of Women, Family and Community Development as a gender expert. She's also a former academic. Uh, Dr. 
Josh Paul, thanks uh, for joining us on the show today. Now, first, why is it important for women to be respected and recognized uh, for their achievements through you know, their professional titles? And, and what have you observed in Malaysian academia? Yeah, I'd I like to address that issue in the sense that you know, where academia is concerned, right? We always know that it's very hard for women to rise to the top in any field. Okay, It's the same with academia. And we always talk in terms of the glass ceiling and structural barriers that women face in terms of getting their promotions in their various fields. Okay, And bearing in mind opportunity costs like family responsibilities, domestic responsibilities that women have to, uh, you know, um, go through in order to achieve their their career goals. So it's the same thing in academia, especially, you know, uh, it's not easy for women. I can give you various examples of women who are given PhD scholarships and who actually some had to turn it down on the grounds that family responsibilities or their husbands couldn't come with them. So decided they decided not to take up these opportunities. So, you know, so these things, you know, if you look at it on the perspective of how important it is for women to be respected for their titles, it's important because you look back and see what are the challenges they have faced to achieve those titles, you know. So really academia, you see the same thing in academia as well. Um, Dr. Joshpal, does this differ depending on the field? Because we do see that some fields are more male-dominated and others are more female-dominated. Yes, and that's particularly true of academia. If you look at Malaysia, there are more women who are more highly qualified than men, right, when it comes to university degrees. But then when it comes to the various particular specialised fields, then you see the males are right on top. And why are the women who have the credentials, who have also got the titles, why are they not getting those jobs? Okay, so that's that's something that's a bit bewildering. And in Malaysia in particular, you must know this, that we do have a, a situation where we do show respect to women. There are many women who have come to the top, who have achieved their goals in life. And so uh, what it means for other women is they look up to these women as, you know, someone that they can aspire towards, you know. But whether along the way we have paved the way for these women to succeed, like these older women have, you know, one of the things that uh, we also need to address is how it's harder for younger women these days, okay, sometimes to get to the top. Okay, so these, these are things that we have to look at and, and consider whether age discrimination plays a part, you know. Like, for example, uh, male privilege, you know. When you look at male privilege, men are seen as natural-born leaders. Women are just not, aren't they? Yeah, so so uh, for, for young girls, especially if they're very hardworking, very talented, and they get to the top of their field, and then they find, yeah, I have the credentials, but I'm not getting the doorway opened to me. And then age becomes a discriminating factor, not just gender. So what you're saying is young, accomplished women are facing this double barrier of age and gender in being recognised by their respective fields, right? Yes, that's true. Age and gender then becomes uh, a defining thing. So one of the things that I was looking at is these titles or credentials, you know, they indicate expertise and experience, don't they? Okay. And uh, and, and if you compare this with some countries that award uh, uh, titles to people, like, for example, when you get a datoship, 
those are uh, tied into the idea of respect and status in society. Okay, so when it comes to people who have technical knowledge or people who are specialists in their various fields, titles carry weight for them. It's, these titles are recognition, you know, not only by the various institutions or the fields they belong to, but by society at large that, hey, you know, this person is a professor who is widely known in his field or her field, and we should use those titles to describe this person. And age is not a factor. To play, advil, uh, to play devil's advocate, some people would say that it's elitist to insist that people use these titles or that the woman isn't being humble about her accomplishments. You know, how do you respond to that? Well, well, this thing about being egalitarian, you know, or just call me by my first name, that's fine. You don't need to use my title. And then, uh, you know, there are some people who say that, and that's fine if that's like, for example, I give you in Australia, it's very laid back society. Even a professor will ask you to call him by his first name. Okay. But then if you live in a society where this is not the case and where titles do matter and that people show respect to people with titles, then you arrive at a situation where women who insist that, look, I am a dato or a professor and a doctor, I have these titles, I want to be addressed in this way. Then we have people throwing brickbats at them and saying, oh, you're very egotistical. Oh, you're very demanding. But you wouldn't say that of a man, would you? Okay, but these these type of uh, I suppose descriptions of such women actually play into gender stereotypes because we expect women to be humble, feminine, uh, not demanding. So if a woman demands some uh, recognition of her titles, we see her as being ego driven when actually it's not. It is actually a recognition of her, her achievements. You know, so gender stereotyping does play a role in this. Okay, so the decision should lie with the woman, with the individual on how she'd like to be referred to, right? Yes, of course, it does. Okay, but when I say, of course, I have to correct myself because it's a two-way game, really. You know, so when 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 um, when I look at this from a gender lens, okay, there, I, I want to admit that there is a gender respect gap, okay, where we tend to undervalue or devalue on a comparative basis with men, women's achievements. So while, while we can say, okay, it's up to the woman to ask to be addressed by a certain way, it's open also to whoever is going to call her by her name to know who they are talking to. Okay, so do your research, you know, do up your reading, know this person. And, and in Malaysia, we're very polite. We do tend to ask, okay, let, let it not be a situation where a woman has to demand that she be spoken to or called out in a certain way. Okay, respect works both ways, I feel, you know. And then, of course, you want to do away with the possibility of people saying, oh, this, this person is very demanding. She insists on her title and stuff like that. You know, I think it's a show of respect when you recognize somebody's achievements by calling them by the correct title. And the other thing is, so, so if I look at it from a um, very, uh, from the academic perspective, especially in the Jill Biden situation, she was called out on uh, asking to be addressed as a professor, Dr. Jill Biden. And you must remember, uh, she was working as an academic. She had every right to use her title. Okay, so most acad- academics, when we retire, we do away with the title. 
Okay, but there are just some academics who are so high caliber that even if you know them on a personal basis, you tend to address them with the title of professor or prof. All right, and that's a show of respect that we show to people, you know, who are experts in their field. And there are some people like in Malaysia, look, doctorships. I, I know personally of some people who are very proud of their titles. These titles mean something to them. So if in, in a society like ours, where titles are important, then we should recognize people's expertise, people's standing in society and dress, address them appropriately. Okay. And what are the implications when we, um, you know, like you mentioned earlier, if we devalue the work uh, and accomplishments of the woman, whether consciously or unconsciously? Well, the implications that it amounts to discrimination, doesn't it? But, you know, it's not something you're going to sue someone about, you know, but it's a lack of respect. It shows a lack of respect and a lack of understanding of gender, gender, what's the term, uh, gender stereotyping, you know, that we, we tend to do this. And it's, you can call it conscious or unconsciously, but we do it, don't we? So we should be aware of these things. Okay. The other thing is also, when you don't recognize, uh, don't forget, uh, these titles carry a certain, they have a certain weight to them, okay, in terms of the jobs you can get, in terms of the wages you can get. So when you don't recognize or when you don't award women, for example, those titles that they deserve, you actually are discriminating against them wage-wise uh, in terms of the positions they can hold. And to use our usage of uh, professional titles as an example, do we still have a long way to go to achieve gender equality in a professional setting? I mean, what have you observed over the years? Okay, uh, in many ways, in Malaysia, we have always shown respect to women, especially those at the top. But I always have this sneaky feeling that, you know, when it comes to younger women, that, that we must put a particular focus on younger women and, and also recognize that age is not an important criteria when it comes to qualifications, when it comes to expertise and skills. So maybe, yes, in that sense, yes, we have a far way to go. And of course, the gender stereotyping that we talked about male privilege, that does affect how we view women with titles. And we need to address that and call them uh, accordingly with using the proper titles to show respect to people who deserve it. They matter because not just in terms of respect, they matter in terms of the jobs that we can get, the exposure we are given. Okay. And if you speak, uh, and you know, in particular, because Malaysia, we have this dis uh, discrimination to deal with in terms of race and religion. If you talk about uh, the BBC article also mentioned this uh, because you were dealing with uh, people who are considered minorities in the UK. Uh, when you, when you are a minority and you are not recognized or given the opportunity to go as far as you can, then it's also become not just age based, but it becomes race based discrimination. You know, so this this thing about calling people by their giving them according them respect for their titles or their, based on their skills and expertise, this can amount to various forms or levels of discrimination on various grounds of discrimination. You know, now it is empowering when we see more women being proud of their achievements and to use their titles proudly because they have put in the effort to be where they are today. Right. Yes, I give you an example. Like for me, whenever I'm introduced, uh, I don't I don't ask to be addressed as an associate professor because I've left academia. 
you know. So that is the the tendency of most academics to not use the title unless, as I gave you the example, someone who is so highly recognized, you know, and respected that we automatically use the title to address them. That's fine, really. That's a personal choice. But uh, but the, when they address me as Dr. Jashpal, I take great pride in that, you know, because I remember I go back in my mind all the challenges I had to face to get the title. So the word doctor, you know, it means a lot to me. So on a personal note, uh, you know, I want, I want, I want you to know that, you know, the title carries weight to a person. So how can we do more to lift up these women that we have in society in our academic scene? So when it comes to this, the, it's very important that these women are known. You see, it's like a cycle of a vicious cycle. You know, you can't get certain jobs or positions unless you have a title, right? Uh, but then just having a title is half the battle. You have to be known. You have to be out there. You have to make your name known. So, you know, part of the problem is also that there are some people out there who think, oh, I have a title. That's it. I'm, 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 I'm set for success in life. No, the title is just the leverage. Okay, the first step towards achieving your goals by working towards making yourself known in your field. So when it comes to helping women, this is what we say, you know, that the, the gender respect gap, you know, has to be the doors have to be open to women. If we open the doors, then we allow more women to walk in. One of the examples was, you know, if you look in terms of uh, female directors of companies, we were only asking for a 30% uh, participation rate of uh, women as directors of companies. Now, so these are the examples of doors being open to women so that they can go ahead. Because these doors that are open to these women, these are women who have proven themselves as being capable of holding these uh, these jobs or positions. So uh, for me, one way in, one way in, one way, one foot in is fine. Get those titles, get those barriers out for them, you know, do away with the barriers and get these women in. And once they are in, recognize their talents, you know. Uh, and in fact, even women, women promoting other women that they know of. The idea of mentorship, the idea of, uh, you know, uh, not just looking at men. I, I know Dr. Fauci, I see him a lot on the news, you know, whenever we talk about people who are good with vaccines and are knowledgeable. But there are many other women who are also knowledgeable, but we don't put them on the platform, you know. So that that's that's how we can do it, by opening the doors to them. And always remember, when someone has a title, uh, you know, I look at them, you know, and when you talk to them, you realize, you know, these are people who are passionate about what they've done, who have worked, done the hard work, who have put in the time and effort to get where they are. And what's wrong with a little recognition? All right. And would you have a final message for us, Dr. Jashpal? What's my final message? Okay. To all the women out there, learn to use your titles, learn to stand up for people who don't want uh, who who think it's okay when they uh, they are not referred by their co correct titles and help one another you know uh, don't don't point a finger at someone who says look I like to be called a professor this or a doctor that say yeah why not I support you 
Dr. Dr. Jashpal, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon and uh, weighing in. That was Dr. Jashpal Korbat, a gender expert and former academic, sharing her thoughts on the use and omission of professional titles for women, you know, uh, in comparison to men. And, you know, she brought up interesting and positive points, uh, you know, about how age is uh, often a, a compounding factor because, you know, younger women are perceived to be less competent despite them possibly having the same qualifications as their male counterparts, right? And uh, she also uh, shared how she feels about her own title, how proud she is, uh, because it reminds her of all the hard work and effort that she's put in to to earn it, and how it's important for all of us to be mindful of uh, you know how we address others. That's right. And on that note, we have a poll running on our Twitter page at BFM Radio, and we are asking you: Does an individual's professional honorary title, such as doctor or doctor, affect your perception of them? So right about now, fifty um, percent of you all say no. Uh, no, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, 34% of y'all say no, not really. Mm. And 15.5% of y'all say yes, it adds credibility. We've also got some comments, um, very fervent comments. But uh, just to sum up what these comments, they have all both basically said that, you know, Malaysian uh, honorific titles, honorary titles, um, big thumbs down. Um, I guess, but the feel that I'm also, uh, the feel I'm getting from these um, what messages mm. and um, tweets that have come in is that they, they like a lot of people, I mean, these comment, comments that have come in, they're not a fan of the honorary titles mm. or like, you know, the people associated with them, but um, they don't seem to have a problem with, you know, academic yeah. based titles like professor or doctor. Mm-hmm. Things that were kind of earned mm. in a mm. professional Set- uh, setting yeah. as such or in an academic uh, setting as such. Well, you know, if you have any thoughts and you'd like to share that with us, you can always tweet us at BFM Radio or you can send us a WhatsApp message at 018-789-8899. You can also look us up on Facebook, just search for BFM The Bigger Picture and you can drop us a message there. But I'm afraid that's all the time we have for today's show. But if you miss any part of it, you can always download the podcasts at BFM bfm.my slash daily digest you can find it on the bfm app we're also on spotify apple Podcasts, and google Podcasts. but um don't go anywhere because coming up at 3 p.m i'm going to be sticking around and uh it's the final uh se- final episode of the series called forest files we're looking at uh, makaranga's findings on forest use in malaysia and uh on today's show i'll be joined by balu perumal from mns surin suksuan from pro forest and of course lao yahua from makaranga and we're going to look at uh, what more can be done to improve improve forest use here in Malaysia Mm. in line with all the different needs of the different stakeholders. So stay tuned for that. That's coming up after the 3pm news. Uh, But that's it for us from the Daily Digest. On Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.